This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit, a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. We are in the middle of our third mini-series on our, in our series of the distinctives of being a Reformed Christian, and we're talking about the fact that being a Reformed Christian means that we're confessional. We're confessional. We point to historic confessions of the church, the three forms of unity, the Westminster Standards, the London Baptist Confession of Faith. And we say that is what we believe. That is what we confess as true faith, as true Christianity. And I talked about in last week's episode, an introduction, that many people push back against that because they believe to say that we appeal to these confessions means that we are undermining the authority of the scriptures but that's not what's going on at all and in order to determine that i want to in this episode defend confessionalism by this way saying that interpretation is necessary interpretation of the scriptures is necessary and i have two examples for that the first is the trinity Nowhere in the scriptures are you going to find a one proof text that is going to say, yep, that's the Trinity. Progressive revelation through the scriptures, by good and necessary consequence, the church has deduced that God has revealed himself as triune, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, one being. And that is done by interpretation. That is done by writing down with careful language what the church believes the scriptures teach about the nature of God. The second is this. If someone tells you they believe in the Bible, no book but the Bible, you have to let them know that that is not enough. Jehovah's Witnesses believe in the Bible. Mormons believe in the Bible. They appeal to the Bible. What's more important is what is it that you believe about the Bible. What is it that you believe the Bible teaches? And if you believe the Bible and you're gonna you're not gonna go any further than that, you just want to say no book but the Bible, I believe the Bible. Well you tell that person the next time that they go to church on Sunday that their pastor better get up there and, and to preach and he better open up the scriptures and he better just read the passage and sit down. But that's not what they expect their pastor to do. They expect their pastor to get up there and explain the passage to them, what it means in its context, in its cultural uh, environment, to the original audience, what it's theologically speaking about God, about Christ, about redemption, about salvation, applying it to their lives, using illustrations to clarify. That's what they expect their pastor to do. And what their pastor is doing is interpreting the scripture for them, the passage for them. And that's all the confessions are. Confessions are writing down in particular specific language what the church confesses to believe about what the Bible teaches about the nature of God, about the salvation that we have, about the sacraments, about the church. 
And because it does that, the church can then say, I believe in the Bible, yes, but I believe this is what the Bible teaches and point to the confession that they hold to. That's important. And also, that's inevitable. Interpretation is inevitable. You will not avoid it. So you better write it down so that you can appeal to it. Well, until next week, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Five for Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.